Welcome to Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra. Hey guys, I'm Jasmine. A registered dental hygienist. There's my teeth. Traveler, fashionista. Ooh la la. When she's not helping people with their smile, she's making them smile. <laughs> Enlightening, honest, funny. I'm a cheese head, duh. This is Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra, and you're listening to her podcast. Happy Sunday, lovebirds. This is Jasmine, and today is Valentine's Day, and I am up and ready. We slept in, got up at about 9 o'clock, and enjoyed our brand new Nespresso machine. If you guys don't have an espresso machine, you are sleeping on it. You need to get an espresso machine. And no, this is not sponsored by Nespresso. <laughs> Although I wish I w- it was so that I can get all the different types of pods that they have. But the Nespresso machine that I just purchased for Paul for Valentine's Day is the Virtuo Black Edition. It's like a matte black. It's absolutely beautiful. It's slim. It's sleek. And somehow it looks so sexy on my kitchen counter. And if you don't have one, get one. You're missing out. It also came with a um, a frother and you can have your milk frothed either hot or cold and it just gives you a variety of options to have your coffee. I'm a huge coffee connoisseur and my husband is twice as much of a coffee connoisseur as I am. So we're really hoping that this is going to help us cut back on our coffee expenses. <laughs> I was typically um, treating myself about two to three times a week on our local coffee shop. I used to love getting the lavender latte at McKenna's and Simi Valley, and my husband just loved the Starbucks double shot and cold foam, whatever the heck they have at Starbucks. And so probably on an average, we were spending about $60 a month on coffee. So having this Nespresso has completely changed our life, and I'm so happy we made the change. I don't know why I waited so long. (laughs) Sunday, and it is the day of the lovers, I know. I don't like February 14th because I feel like you're obligated to buy your lover a gift, and I feel like you should just share your love every day. If you are new here and you are from IG, TikTok, or maybe even a little YouTube, I am so happy to have you here. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, your cat, your bird, you name it, tell your friends. And if you don't like my show, that's all right. We don't got to be friends. I'd love to have you as a friend. Maybe we can get to know each other on a different level. Give me some topics to talk about to gain your interest or your friendship. I love all of you guys and I couldn't be more grateful to have the most amazing following. I wanted to come on here because there is a topic that I constantly get asked in my DMs, and I'm really hoping that this will help several of you that are debating on getting an associate's or a bachelor's degree, or simply just maybe furthering your education past a bachelor's degree. I, on one hand, did not further my education and get a bachelor's degree. Personally, I didn't, I was very satisfied with my associate's degree, but I know that there's an increasing amount of people that are discovering reasons as to why they should pursue a bachelor's, and I have absolutely nothing against it. As far as pay, there is a lot of um, confusion as to whether hygienists get paid more or less without a bachelor's degree. I have been a hygienist for or in the working field for a little over almost two and a half years, and I can without a doubt tell you that hygienists get paid the same whether or without a bachelor's degree or a master's degree 
having an associate's or a bachelor's, it just, it really doesn't affect your pay at all. For instance, when I went on a couple job interviews, my very first couple of weeks as a hygienist, they never once asked me if I had a bachelor's degree or a master's degree. It was simply just stated to me that that was the going rate that they were looking for as far as a hygienist. And in my area, specifically right outside Los Angeles, California, it was going for about $50 an hour or on on the other hand, $400 per day. I personally always ask for a day rate because that's the way that I prefer. So if a patient canceled, then I would help around the office by stalking, calling patients, or doing side work to help the office or front desk, whatever it may be. However, there are other hygienists that prefer the hourly rate because it actually gives them an advantage to go home early to their family or to their kids or tend to their children. I personally do not have children, so for me, I just really loved the day rate. But it's whatever works for you, to be quite honest. So to go on about the associates versus a bachelor's, I can kind of describe to you the sequence of events of how it works. I It took me about three years to complete my prerequisites Uh, prior to entering or prior to applying for the program. I know it kind of seems like a long time, and I know there's hygienists out there that probably completed the prerequisites in a shorter time frame than I did. However, I worked full-time while attending my school and getting my prerequisites, and so Sometimes my school was put on the back burner because I just couldn't afford to take a full schedule each semester. I did start off strong, though. <laughs> my After graduating high school, I did try and for the first year at least go full time. And I would say for the most part, it was quite attainable. However, sometimes I feel like that is why my microbiology, biology courses sometimes lacked the grades that I could have potentially gotten, which was an A or a B. If you don't know, in microbiology, biology, and physiology, I actually received a C grade, and I never retook those classes. I just prayed and wished that somehow my work experience and volunteer work would kind of alleviate or take off the burden (laughs) of getting those grades that I got. But it's not to say that you can't do it and you can't get A's or B's, but you really want to shoot for getting your A's and B's. So the science or the prerequisites generally consist of courses like uh, biology, microbiology, physiology, anatomy, um, chemistry. For us, it was two types of chemistry, sociology, psychology, English, uh, college algebra, or I think statistics was an option as well. And for the program that I really wanted to be accepted into, we also had to take a pre-dental hygiene course that was available at their college only. After completing those prerequisites, which, like I said, took me approximately three years to complete, I applied to the program. 
I did not get in my first time. I was placed on the waiting list and the pre-dental hygiene course that I actually took at my college, which was Oxnard College, I actually failed and I had to retake the course. This course was different from any course that I've ever taken in my entire life because the course was a, uh, I think a weekend course, I want to say, like it was Saturday and Sunday, so it was only two days or maybe two weeks of two weekends. I can't really recall, but it was definitely a shortened course and you were required to read this entire book and then you were being examined on it. Now, in in retrospect, I do understand why they chose to do the course like that because in the program, you are given and thrown so much information to basically intake and be tested on, and no one is holding your hand. So what I didn't understand at the time was why, why me? Like, why is this, <laughs> like, how come, is anybody else failing this course? Well, I failed it and I retook it. And the second time, which took me a year in between uh, being on the wait list the first time, not getting in, and then the second time when I did get in, uh, it's, yeah, I retook it and I was able to obviously handle the course a little bit differently because I knew what to expect. So I got in after that. And the hygiene program took two years. Now, the hygiene program is definitely different than any prerequisite course that you'll take because technically you are at the school or at the program. Well, probably right now because of COVID-19, you are at home. on the monitor, but you are typically at school three to four and even five days a week sometimes. And on the weekends, you're studying for your exams or completing your assignments. So you really have no life. And I know that your professors or your program will have an open discussion with you when you do get accepted into the program about those exact words. You won't have a life. And you may not fully comprehend it, even after your friends tell you or previous graduates, but it truly does take over your life one way or another. So you have a clinical exam, which you will perform a scale and root plane on one quadrant of a patient. You will turn in that patient and you will pass. I'm being optimistic. Everybody is going to pass. And after or before actually that exam, you will take a written exam, which generally consists, I believe, of about 350 questions to about 400. I don't remember exactly, but I remember it was around that amount. Don't get scared. You're going to be more than prepared. The program has done this time and time again. So you, they will guide you in the direction of which board review to take and how to complete that. I personally and my and my entire class, we use dental hygiene seminars. Uh, we went to this three-day course, which I don't know if it's available right now, again, due to COVID. However, it costs about $350 and they give you a board review book. And I literally read through that probably 250-page book a total of three times in a two and a half, three month uh, time span. And 
our entire class passed the boards using that. After you pass your written boards and your clinical boards, you will graduate, of course, and hopefully you will get that pretty little paper that says you're uh, officially a dental hygienist, but you can't run too fast away because you will need to complete, once you are done fully with the program, a law and ethics, and that consisted of 50 questions. And let me tell you, dude, I thought that stupid test. (laughs) I'm sorry to use that word, but it was stupid. I hated it. I mean, I know that you have to know that information and use it, but I failed that too. So I'm just telling you guys all this inside scoop about my life and all my failures. (laughs) I failed it and retook the test about two weeks later and passed The information on that law and ethics was very intricate, meaning you had to know specific, uh, what is it called? Like, you need to know the amount of years that you would be in prison or jail. You need to know the exact amount of money that you will be paying if you don't abide by a certain law. And it's just very, very specific. And I know that A couple of my friends or colleagues also failed the exam too. I know they wouldn't mind me saying this because we're all very open about it and we laugh about it now because we thought it was so serious, but you just realize it's a part of life and you move on. Once you pass that, you turn in all your information and you pretty much get your your license in the mail about a month later. It's kind of a process, to be honest with you, and it's definitely confusing, but really look for your big sister or big brother to help you. I definitely uh, asked for their guidance, and I'm here now. So back to associates versus bachelor's degree. I I want to say that if you are conflicted between taking the two, I know that there is several people that have gone back to school or are worried or concerned about not having a bachelor's degree. However, I will start and say this. You can always do your bachelor's degree later if you are really teeter-tottering the idea of it. However, if you are considering, you know, your overall life and what you want to go into, I definitely think that something to consider as to why you should get a bachelor's degree is that if you are thinking about or planning a career change, maybe to go into teaching, like being a director or a dean or a professor of a program, or sales, like selling dental products such as Philips Sonicare, Oral-B, or Colgate, or... uh, Crest, Sensodyne, whatever it may be, then I do know that those types of titles require a four-year degree. So (laughs) bachelor's degree may come in definite handy and sometimes doing clinical hygiene for the rest of your life puts a lot of stress on people's body. I know within my first year of dental hygiene, I had a lot of back and neck issues and I had to go to the chiropractor to help improve my posture and 
the weight, the heavy weight that I felt on my neck. And I'm so grateful that I took care of my body early on. But I know there is a lot of people that put their bodies on the back burner. Do not, do not do that. Despite, you know, how much time it takes to take care of your body, your body comes first and you need your body to last you for the rest of your entire life. In many ways, I do believe that our profession is headed towards a possible bachelor's degree entry-level requirements. For example, particularly expanded functions. I, in some ways, think that finishing your degree for two reasons helps someone. First of all, for personal satisfaction. And for second, a possible new direction, either teaching or expanded functions. A lot of nurses, they either go into a program that requires a bachelor's and obviously they get paid more. And nursing is obviously a lot of the times very similar to our profession. And so in many ways, I think that we're moving in the same direction as nurses are. So to end on this note, does it matter if you have an associate's versus bachelor's if you are choosing to work in dental hygiene clinically? Absolutely not. I've never, ever heard of a hygienist not getting a position because she didn't have a bachelor's or a master's degree. It just doesn't really exist. May it give you a one-up if you're complete, if you are competing against five other hygienists for the same position? Sure, it may. It may or may not. But in my opinion, if you are choosing to only work clinically as a hygienist, then save your money and get an associate's. But if you would like to move and expand your functions, such as, like I said before, working for a company or being a dean or a professor, absolutely further your education. But ask yourself, what is it that I want to do? You can always, always go back and get your degree in whatever you choose. It does not even have to be dental hygiene at all for your bachelor's. There is programs out there like private universities and even some community colleges that offer uh, bachelor's for dental hygienists because technically after you've completed all those prerequisites and your dental hygiene courses, I, if I recall correctly, you're only about six to 10 courses away from getting your bachelor's degree. And it may not even be that much. I'm really just naming a number that I can remember. And I don't think it was even that much to be quite honest with you. So to end, do what your heart desires. Ask yourself what it really wants, but does it affect your pay? No. And I'm saying this over and over and over again because when I tell this to hygienists or students that are considering, um, I shouldn't say hygienists, sorry. When I tell this to students that are considering becoming hygienists, it's almost like they don't believe me, like I'm not telling them the truth. But guys, I'm living proof that it's true. So let's end this Valentine's Day with hearts above our heads, and I hope that this information helps you. If you have any questions, please feel free to send me them directly to my DMs so that I can give you a shout out on here, (laughs) and I can help you guys out with more information as to how to become a hygienist, or maybe it has nothing to do with hygiene, and that's okay too. I'm going to actually stop this podcast and end it with hopefully trying to reorganize our office and make it look cute. I have high hopes this year of doing more TikToks and 
also more YouTube videos so that they can help you guys more and have more outlets for you to look for. I hope you guys have a fabulous day and I love you guys so, so, so much. I'm going to go cuddle with my dog Theodore now and my husband and we'll maybe not cuddle because I told you guys that we need to really organize our office. If you were to walk in there, you'd be like, what the heck happened in here? Tornado? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. All right. Happy Sunday. Happy, happy. I almost said happy Thanksgiving. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you guys have an incredible work week and it was a pleasure getting to talk to you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Enlightening, honest, and funny. You've been listening to Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra. Keep up with Jasmine at justflossit.com and follow her on Instagram and TikTok at Just Floss It. Thanks for listening.